0: Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. I'm about to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 13. But unfortunately, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 ends with part of the thought that goes um, should be applied to chapter 13. And so the last verse of chapter 12 says, And yet I will show you the most excellent way. And so the most excellent way is about to be revealed in the next chapter, which is 1 Corinthians 13. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. In my personal prayer life, I try not to be repetitious with the things that I pray, but because of the desires that I have in my heart and and you have in your heart, certain things you end up praying for over and over again. And for many years, honestly, I can't tell you how many, in excess of 20 years, I prayed with some degree of irregularity, something that sounds like this. Lord, I want to know you as intimately as a man can know you and still be alive on the earth. Or Lord Jesus, I want to be as close to you. I want to know you as revealed Lord, Savior, Bridegroom, all of these things, while I'm still a human being. And so recently, uh, within the last year, I was praying that same prayer You know, Lord, I want to know you as much as you can be known. And the Spirit of the Lord spoke to my heart. I didn't hear an audible voice, but I definitely heard the Lord speak to me. And he said, I want you to change your prayer. I want you to begin to pray that you would love me as much as I can be loved and that you would be able to receive as much love as I can extend to you. This totally shook me up. To be honest with you, I was I was just baffled and amazed, but I knew I'd heard from God. And since that time, I have, have reordered my prayer life to pray for more ability to love the Lord and in the ways that He receives love and to receive the love that the Lord can give, the maximum amount that I can extend to Him and the maximum amount that He can give to me. Now, this is no small thing. Well, this chapter we just read, 1 Corinthians 13, is all about love. And it calls it the most excellent way, the most excellent way given to mankind. You may remember when Jesus was asked, what's the most important thing in the Bible? He said that you shall love the Lord your God. And the second most important is, and love your neighbor as yourself. This love encapsulates virtually all of the scriptures. So the last chapter, we dealt with uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But Paul is saying here, that love is greater than the gifts of the Holy Spirit. In verse one, if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but I don't have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. In other words, you can have a mighty gift of the Holy Spirit to speak in tongues, but if you don't have love, it's meaningless. In verse two, he says, if I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and have all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but I don't have love, I'm nothing. And so prophecy in and of itself and knowledge and faith, these things in and of themselves, without love, are meaningless. If I give all that I possess to the poor, Paul says, and give over my body to hardship so that I may boast, but I don't have love, I gain nothing. In other words, if you give away everything you own uh, to the Lord or to the, to the poor, and yet you don't do it out of love, you've gained nothing, the Scripture says. Now, this is amazing. And then he goes into a litany of individual aspects of love. He's describing love, biblical love. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not boast. Love is not proud. In the church, there are many times people envy, many times people boast Many times people behave in a a proud way or an unkind way or an impatient way. These are unsanctified behaviors. I'm giving you the biblical description of love. Paul goes on to say, love does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It's not selfish. It's not self-centered. It's not easily angered. Again, in the church, often you see people become angry. The way of love is not easily angered. And Paul says in verse 5, it keeps no record of wrongs. This is a big one. Now, I can't tell you, friends, what's happened to you. I don't know what's happened to you. I don't know who's hurt you. I don't know who has slandered you, who's written you hateful emails or had hard conversations with you. But inasmuch as you rehearse those things over and over again, let's just say you kept those hurtful emails. For what reason, I don't know from another believer. The Bible says... Love keeps no record of wrongs. In other words, it's all well and good for you to say, I forgive that person. But if you're keeping evidence of the wrongs, then you really are keeping a record of the wrongs. This is not the way of love. The description of love that Paul gives says that this kind of love uh, keeps no record of wrongs. And I've been guilty of this. I'm just telling you, I'm pointing the finger at myself while I'm talking to you. I have received harsh words from people and kept their emails or kept their letters or kept whatever can be a verbal thing that you just keep in your heart. But the Bible says that you you must forgive people and keep no record of their wrongs. And so just like we want the Lord to keep no record of our wrongs, we're to keep no records of the wrongs that other people do. Paul goes on talking about love in verse six. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Love always protects. Love always trusts. That's a big one. Once you've been hurt, it's hard to trust. But the Bible says love always trusts. Love always hopes. Love always perseveres. In other words, our human tendency is when someone hurts us or angers us or mistreats us, we're never going to trust them again. We're never going to leave ourselves unprotected. But the Bible says that we become essentially loveless. If we lose our trust, if we lose our, our hope and our, um, our softness. In other words, if you become hard-hearted in an attempt to keep from protecting yourself from being hurt again, you become useless to the Lord. This is not the way of love. And so love risks being hurt over and over and over again because of what Jesus has done for us. Paul says, love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease, Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. All of these gifts of the Spirit are passing away, but love is not passing away. It's eternal. It's here on this side of the grave, and it's it's on the other side as well. Paul talks about our life now and in the future. Our life now in verse 9, we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but in the future when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I I put the ways of childhood behind me. And so we only know the things of God in part now. Paul says in verse 12, Now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. In other words, now in the days of our flesh, even though we're in Christ, we only have a partial revelation of the Lord. We only have a partial revelation of who we are in Christ. We only have a partial revelation of the the love that Paul is trying to describe. But then we will have a a fuller revelation of it, because we'll see the Lord as He is and be known as His at that time, and it'll be unshakable. He finishes this chapter by talking about three things that remain beyond the grave. And these three remain—faith, hope, and love— But the greatest of these is love. In other words, all of the gifts that we talked about in chapter 12, they're passing away. They stay on this side of the grave. But faith, hope, and love will go with us into our heavenly home with Christ Jesus. We need to cultivate all three, but Paul says the greatest is love. The way of love is the most important. So, friends, we should reflect on this chapter frequently. We should remind ourselves that love doesn't dishonor others, and it keeps no record of wrongs. It's not self-seeking and so forth. There should be no unsanctified ambition in the body of Christ. Everything should be love-based. Lord, I just pray that on that great day when we each stand before you and you ask us, did you learn to love in the days of your flesh? We'll be able to say to you, yes, Lord, we learned to love you. And we learn to love our fellow man. Jesus, you said that this is the most important thing in all of the scriptures, that we love our God and we love our fellow man. Teach us the way of love, Lord. Teach us to receive your love. Teach us to extend your love. And teach us to extend love to you as we minister to you. Lord, we do love you. Help us in our lovelessness. Teach us to be more loving, more like Jesus, more like the Holy Spirit. Grant us an impartation of love that'll be ever growing until that great day we're fully known with you. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.